Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Konichi Value Japanese Value Stocks podcast. So I wanted to do this podcast because I think it's a great compliment to my newsletter uh, where I have the data and everything to back it up for any stocks I invest in. And this podcast would be more my emotions and the reasons why I took up any stock. And also, I just think it's easier to listen to a very short podcast about a stock you might be interested in than to read, you know, a fact sheet of stocks, etc. At least this is a good start to get inspiration for the best stocks on the best value market, the Japanese stock market. And so today I want to talk about Nintendo, rather why I think it's so undervalued, what the issues are, I think, and the huge potential. And so without further ado, I just want to say that we all know and love Nintendo, right? At least I do. And I know many of us have found memories from our childhood of Super Mario, Metroid, Zelda, you name it, they got it. And I think it's very interesting because you see Nintendo as a stock and you think it must be, you know, the super high valuation, right? Because it's so famous, it got so much going for it. And yet... It has a PE, a price through earnings ratio of 14, which is insanely low for a company with such high IPs, right? And so you look at the numbers too, and they look even better. Like there's zero debt. The company has a lot of money just sloshing around. They're constantly increasing both revenue and profit margins, and they're releasing new IPs that are very successful. And so why is it so hated by investors? Well, just these are my two cents, of course, but I think there are some clear reasons which are very legit. And the first one being obviously that profits because of COVID have increased so fast that this might be a backlash where they think maybe it's time to take back the cash and so the stock has fallen, right? But if you go deeper... I think that the Nintendo stock is losing its steam because investors are very scared of their future. If you look at Sony or Microsoft, they're consolidating, they're big, building bigger IPs, they're going big on cloud computing, on virtual reality, the metaverse, on you know streaming services, basically becoming like a box for everything. And Nintendo, they barely have a presence online, right? Like They have an online market, but it's really hard to use. Even their consoles are not really built for an online world with almost zero storage and, you know, only a Wi-Fi connection. And it just seemed like they kind of missed the ball. And they are a very traditional company. Like, they don't license out their franchises to anyone, almost. Um, They also have really bad a reputation of being extremely conservative with any creators doing anything with their IPs. And on top of that, they always seem to fail in creating a vision in terms of, you know, going to the future of gaming, etc. They are very smart with their traditional solutions. Like the Nintendo Switch, for example, is a great console, but it only does what Nintendo do well in a new format. It doesn't 
you know, venture into a possible future uh, that could set them into a subscription model or something where, you know, Sony and Microsoft are thinking in those terms, which have a huge upside. Where Nintendo, you kind of, if you look at the surface, kind of looks like they don't have a future at all, really, in this new world of cloud computing where gaming might not even happen on your console and where smaller developers or other developers are coming in to basically profit on your device. And in turn, you get a licensing fee and Nintendo just isn't there. They're trying to keep everything in-house and do things as they've always done. And I think that's very dangerous, right? And so I can see how that reflects in the stock value. But I think that they are thinking elsewhere because they know they can't compete head-to-head, you know, in terms of money or in terms of IPs when it comes to outside franchises from Nintendo, oh, sorry, from Sony or Microsoft. But they can compete on their own beautiful big niche, which is, you know, their in-house IP, their in-house products, their profits in general from all their mascots, franchises, etc. right? And so where I see they are pivoting is in two areas. And this is also where I see that this stock has a lot of upside for the future. And so the first one is they're increasing their theme park division. They started basically from nothing, right? And a couple of years ago, they opened Nintendo World in USJ, Universal Studios Japan. And I've been there. It's really cool, huge success. You know, it's a lot of interactive games. You have to buy a lot of things as a kid if you want to, you know, play on the rides, etc. So it's like it's a great way to increase their merchandise sales, and it's also a great way for them to just you know get the recognition and the extra money that a theme park can provide. And it seems like they're going really hard on this theme park thing. And to be fair, it's almost an infinite amount of IPs that they can create into theme parks. So it can be a huge business. And it could easily, in a couple of years, rival you know the likes of Disneyland if they really wanted to. Then secondly, and this is, this is definitely a wild card, is they've gone into the movie business again. And so they actually made a Super Mario movie in 93, uh, which was a disaster. Really weird movie. Uh, Bowser was in there. He looked like a mafia boss with a lizard head. And um, it did really bad in the box office. Uh, Didn't really have anything connected to it and kind of died. And everybody forgot about it. But now, this year, in December, they're going to release a new Super Mario Bros. movie with Chris Pratt as Super Mario. And so based on, you know, their history, maybe this is going to be a disaster. Uh, it's hard to see Chris Pratt as Mario, to be fair. But if they've learned from their previous mistakes, maybe this movie will be great. I mean, they've hired some good talent, as Chris Pratt is, and, and some good direction, apparently. And I think that even if the movie's bad, it might not even matter. Because if you look at Disney, their uh, least or one of the least liked franchises is Cars, made by Pixar, which is owned by Disney. This movie franchise hasn't done extremely well in the box office, but it has done extremely well for Disney's merchandise division. In fact, I've heard something like 90% of 
all the revenue from the movie actually comes directly from merchandise. And I feel like Nintendo, in many regards, has even stronger merch than Disney. And if they can, you know, take the movie business and now the theme park business, combine them into creating this, you know, like super outlet for merchandise, these three things, merch, movies, and theme parks, could actually represent a higher revenue stream in the future than their gaming division, which is obviously today like 90% of their total revenue stream. And thirdly, I just want to say that Nintendo, from a future perspective, if you discount for the movies and theme parks, might look very stagnant and conservative. And to a certain regard, that's very true. But the truth is also that they make boatloads of money, right? Like Sony and Microsoft, they have all these prospects for the future, right? I mean, Microsoft just bought Activision for like $70 billion. And Sony is propping up their own IPs and, you know, trying to make a subscription model just like Microsoft. They're all basically pivoting to this cloud computing super world where they can charge you every day or every hour for you to play games, which in the end creates a great, you know, even revenue stream for them that just goes up and up and up, right? And Nintendo seemed to have none of those plans. But today, they make, as a percentage, by far the most money from gaming than Sony and Microsoft combined. And this is something that I think is very valuable because they're going to continue making this money. Companies like Nintendo, that's been around for over 100 years, don't go out of business after you know, a bad quarter. They've been around for so long that they know how to milk money from their consumers, right? And so even in terms of dividend, where the stock is now, and just in terms of holding the stock and hoping that dividends and maybe stock buybacks go through, I think this could be an amazing buy. And I think the downsides are quite low if they don't really botch it on their new divisions. So it's probably a stock you want to buy no matter what, if, of course, the stock market doesn't collapse or, you know, just average macro factors you always have to consider. And so that's my conclusion. Buy Nintendo either on the Japanese stock market or you can buy a representative stock both in the US and in uh, Germany. So you have no excuse really not to buy it. And uh, that's my first episode. Thank you for listening. And hopefully it's good enough to be continued. Goodbye.